Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's going on today, Bobby? What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. How you feeling? Not too bad. We got this um Shout out Red Bull sponsor us. It's sugar free. We're we're back on the, we're back with the Red Bull because mm-hmm. the Jiffy Mart down the street did not have many options. Yeah, public public service announcement. If any of you are planning on going to Jiffy Mart in Westminster on Main Street on Main Street for your caffeine needs. I would avoid it at all costs. Maybe find another option. Maybe find another option. There's a Royal Farms right down the street. They got a lot better options. Yeah. Dude, do not. So I'll tell you all. So for convenience, Holman had his wallet in his backpack still when we went to go get caffeine. I had my wallet in my pocket. Out of convenience, I just said I got it. It's no problem. Yeah. 12-ounce sugar-free Red Bull. And I don't even know what flavor Rockstar you got. But anyways. Fruit punch. A, a fruit punch. Sugar-free root pu- fruit punch. Sugar-free Fruit Punch, Rockstar, cost $7. Yeah, that was insane. $7. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, and th- like, these were the only options. It was either uh-huh. this or Monster. And, like, I'll be honest, I haven't really liked Monster since I was, like, 15 years old. Right. I've, <laughs> I've, out- I've outgrown Monster. Last time I drank a Monster, so I tried to drink one Wednesday. Okay. Tried. Didn't get it done for you. No. Um... Yeah, did not get did not get it done for me. Um, but before that, the last time that I drank one was um right before my flight back from Miami when I went on my cruise. Okay, that was the last time that I drank one, and I had like like severe anxiety, like flying back home, because like like the like the because the way it made you feel. Yeah, the way it made me feel. Oh, pl- God. Plus turbulence on the flight. I had really, really bad anxiety all the way back. Jesus. Yeah. So it was. Um, it was tough. But I'm here now, which is all that matters. God bless. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty poor choice of caffeine. It was the only thing that was there. It, yeah, I mean that was those were yeah. the only options. But well, we got a new layout to the uh, to the lab here. Upgrades have been made. Yeah, upgrades have been made. Got the 50-inch TV. Got the frames for the jerseys. Those will be going up soon. Yep. Most importantly, me and Holman both got a PS5 now, thanks to your boy. That, thanks to Poppy over there. I mean, I I genuinely... I don't even know if this is the right button. We'll, we'll figure it I out. I really don't think it is, but I'm pressing it. No, it is. That's my guy. Gotcha, man. Well, number one, I got I to gotta give a shout-out to my plug. Not really a plug. My girlfriend's brother works for Best Buy. I just had him let my girlfriend know whenever they had PS5s in stock. They did have them in stock last Saturday. Um, out of convenience, he bought, he bought a PS5 for me, and I paid him back when I got there. Yep. Um, and as I brought it out to my car, we were still just we. I walked back in. We were inside talking to him, and he said they still had another. They still had more. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'll go ahead. I'll throw my man a bone here, because Madden's coming up. We have big plans for Madden. We'll be discussing it today. 
or at least hashing out a little bit. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how, how in depth we're going to go into it. Um, but yeah, spent, um, God, I think I spent something like $1,500 in Best Buy in two days. Good Lord, man. And then I bought a futon. Yeah. And the frames, I think in total over three days, I spent like two grand. God bless, man. Maybe a little more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, your your girlfriend's brother there definitely wins the Poppy and Holman Sports Lab Best Buy Associate of the Year Award. <laughs> <laughs> Newly inaugural. Yeah, first, first, first one ever handed yeah, out. He is the inaugural Poppy and Holman Sports Lab Best Buy Associate of the Year Award. Yep. I don't even know the acronym for that one. It was too much. Uh, P-H-S-L-B-B-A-O-Y. <laughs> P-H-S-L-B-B-A. Pinko, what's his name, though? <laughs> God O-Y. bless. The Poppy and Holman Sports Lab Best Buy Associate of the Year. Award. Award. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just leaving off the extra A at the end for award, dude. I thought that was funny. I had to, I had to throw that in there. I'm sorry, that's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It's, 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 de- it's definitely a mouthful. It was almost the same. It was almost, almost the same way when I had to, when I was shelling out all the money for the PS5. So it's worth it though. Yeah, we were sitting here playing MLB the show. It's a good time. Um, we figured out we had to bump the difficulty up because it was honest. It was. So easy that it was hard. No, well then it was so hard that it was like not even funny. <laughs> it was like it was like difficult for no reason. We were playing on amateur difficulty just to like get our bearings, and it was like the like you had to like like you could not be early, you could not be late. That's what I'm saying. It was so easy that it was hard. Oh, like we had the difficulty. Oh, okay. yeah, it yeah. was like the difficulty was so low that it was actually difficult to play on. Yeah, because you had to sit. Way back on pitches, like it was bad. He said to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Finally, we bumped up the we bumped up the difficulty just to see how it would go, and we went fucking what thirteen for twenty five in a five game series and hit like six bombs. Yeah, yeah. I played a few games. And then, th- th- then we bumped it back up, and I mean we st- we we didn't do as good, but we were still raking. I had uh in the handful of games that I played, I had six abs. Well, no, okay. I had six hits, not six ABs. I'm sorry, six, six hits. I had one single, a one double, double, and four taters. And four taters. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just locked in. It was crazy. I'm really good at uh, at MLB the show. I put you onto that new uh, that new picture uh, or view. Yeah. For hitting and like, see and see, I was struggling. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. It takes a little getting used to. Yeah. Well, well, I, I'm, I don't. I, no, that, that's how I've been playing. Okay. I like, like, even when I was playing on the last one, that was that was how I was always, always playing. But just the difficulty that it was on. Struggle boss. Yeah. When I first got here, you played a game. You, I think it was your second game. You went over four with four strikeouts. Over five with four strikeouts. Over five with five strike or four strikeouts. Yeah. 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 You were struggling. Yeah, and then we, and then we bumped up difficulty, got a little easier. Bump up difficulty again, and it's still easy, but it's it's like it's like a like a, a competitive challenge. Yeah, like a good competitive challenge. Yeah, they throw some balls, they mix up the pitches. It's not just fastballs and like 
sliders all in the zone. Yeah, like there's changeups falling out. There's yeah. fastball, like high fastballs that are that are balls. Like you legitimately have to have some sort of plate discipline. Yeah, and uh, and lay off pitches. I, that's the fun part to me. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that with that viewpoint, it's easier to pick up the spin on the ball. It is. You can you can get a little bit of a um a judge on on what kind of pitch it's gonna be. Right. When we were playing on amateur there, dude, those those uh fastballs they look exactly like a freaking knuckleball. Yeah, like no, like no spin at all. Like the like weird placement, slow pitches. Yeah, I mean, I'm swinging like for those those of you guys that have played MLB the show, you know the hitting meter is like red on the outsides, and then it progressively gets um like closer to green at the middle, mm. and that's a perfect hit. I was swinging red fast every time, every single pitch. I'm like, dude, yeah. I literally like my internal clock is like swing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I physically could not sit back on pitches any longer. But we got you locked in. Not as locked in. You know who else was locked in? Who's that? Uh, Julio Rodriguez during the Hermit Derby. And he lost. Yeah. Dude, that dude, he deserved a win. Yeah, I mean, how many home runs did he hit? Uh, I think he set a rookie record. Um, I want to say he had uh, 81. It was like it was the second most home runs ever hit in a derby. I think he had well, behind Vlad last year. I think it was thirty six. Thirty six in one round, yeah. In the first round. Uh huh. Then I want to say he hit like twenty eight. Mm. And then eighteen. Crazy, right? Was that was are those numbers right? Are you looking? I'm trying to find it. I don't know if I'll be able to. I'm looking for it. Um. Anyway, um, while while I'm looking at that, yeah, I mean, while, I mean, Julio Rodriguez just went absolutely ballistic during the Hermann Derby, um, and ended up losing to Juan Soto. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. Yeah, Julio uh, Rodriguez um hit 18 in the in the last round there. Um. Uh, so I did get that one right. Um. I'm trying to find it now. Um, I think I have a bracket here. Let's see. Here we go. Let's go. Um, Julio Rodriguez, 32 in round one, 31 in round two, and like we said, 18 in the championship. That's 63 plus 18, 81. Yeah. Whoo. All right, so I was a few off on that second round there, but it is what it is. I had the total number right, and I had the other two right. Yeah, man, uh, he deserved to win. Juan Soto ended up winning. Um, good. That's that's good for the Nationals, and it's good for the Nationals because Juan Soto turned down a massive contract extension, fourteen years, four hundred and forty million dollars. Like his grandchildren are set for life, yeah. Kind of contract, um, and now it is believed that Juan Soto is going to be traded, and with him winning the home run derby, his value only goes up. Yeah. So, him winning was phenomenal for the Nationals. Yeah. Honestly, 
may have hurt it may have hurt his chances of being trade traded. Because now now teams have to give up more to get him, which they were already going to ask for an arm and a leg before this. So here's so here's the thing. With Juan Soto, even if he didn't hit a single home run in the home run derby, everybody knows the kind of talent that Juan Soto is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like I said, teams were already going to have to pay an arm and a leg yeah. before this. I don't necessarily think the home run derby has as big of an effect on it as what people what people think. Just just because I mean, it's like you're getting you're getting gimmies. I mean, yeah, right, right, right down the middle. Granted, hitting thirty-one fucking bombs or hitting eighty-one bombs in a span of hour in the span of an hour and a half—that's that's Julio Rodriguez. I'm I'm referring to. Sure, that, that it's it's impressive no matter no matter who you are or what you're doing. But I mean, people people know what kind of player they're getting with Juan Soto. Um, yeah, he's a young stud outfielder. Arguably, you can make it. You can, you can make the case of being one of the ten best players in baseball, talent wise. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what he does poorly, right? Financial decisions. For, yeah, I mean, financial decisions, but that just could be his agent. Yeah. Well, I mean, then again, at the same time, why would he? Honestly, why would you want to hit your wagon to a team like the Nationals? This isn't a shot against the Nationals either, but hit a team to to that wagon. When you know they're not really close to contending. Yeah, I mean, they, they won a championship a few years ago. Uh, was it like maybe four or five years ago at this point? They won it in 2019. Okay, so three years ago. Was, <laughs> was it 2019? Yes. Because I was, I, was, I was just looking at MLB um, power rankings, and at the bottom it said the Nationals, and it said, it said um, at their last sentence about the Nationals said, banners still fly high. It's hard, it's hard to believe that that, that that World Series team was only in 2019. Yeah, it felt like it was like 2018. Yeah. Like, that. it just, yeah, also from 2019 on, it's just been a fucking blur. Mm, very true. Uh, COVID has made everything a fucking blur. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I saw I've seen a lot of things on Twitter um of like mock trades and stuff like that. Yeah. Of teams just having to sell the fucking farm to get Juan Soto. I I saw one thing. Of course, it was like a Nats like fan page and I wasn't able to find it, but they were like yeah, for the Orioles to get Juan Soto, they would have to give up prospect number 1, 2, 3, 4, 6 and 8 to get only Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Yeah. I'm like, you are out of your mind. Yeah, so 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 something that is um that it's in is in play just to make financials work out, to make things a little bit more convenient for teams. Um Patrick Corbin is also rumored to be a part of deals as well. Okay. He's owed about sixty million dollars by the Nats over the next two years. Um everybody thought that he signed for a bargain once they won the World Series. But now his production has dropped off, so now it's almost like a Chris Davis thing. God bless. Yeah, I mean Patrick Corbin got paid got paid good money after they won the World Series, justifiably. Yeah, because everybody was on point during the World Series. I mean that was I mean that was one of the greatest runs of the World Series that I've seen from from a team in in a while. Yeah, they they just played really well baseball, really oh, good baseball all the way around. They they they, they clicked at the right time and it and it worked out the whole way through. So. <clears throat> he got a, he got a good deal. Um, I think Strasburg signed back big. 
They lost Rendon. Because at that point, Corbin, Strasburg, Rendon. You have an easier time of finding a replacement for Anthony Rendon yeah. than you will for two quality starting pitchers. Which is not bad logic. So, But now with, now with his production dropping off, he's going to be a part of part of a deal just to make it easier for teams and also to clear some of the, some of the fucking salary off of the Nationals book as well. Yeah. Cuz having 60 million dollars tied up on your on your books, I mean, as Orioles fans, that's what happened with us with Chris Davis. Yeah, we were stuck with that contract for a while. We weren't stuck with 60 we weren't stuck with 30 million a year. Yeah. But we were still stuck with we were still stuck with a large amount of money and I'm not saying that it necessarily set us back, but it did set us back a few years. It did, yeah, because we were stuck with that poor contract and poor play from the poor contract. Exactly, exactly. It'd be one thing. It'd be one thing if Patrick Corbin was a Cy Young contender, year in and year out, making thirty million dollars a year. Then okay, you can justify it. It's okay. Yeah, it helps the cause a little bit. Right. Uh, let me see if I can actually pull up his numbers. Um, but my question for you is: Do you think he actually gets traded at all this off season? The pat the trade deadline is about two weeks away. Uh, not after seeing uh that report earlier that the Yankees are not interested interested in uh, Juan Soto in trading that much for Juan Soto. I thought if anybody was gonna do it, it was gonna be them. I was gonna say everybody's interested in Juan Soto. <laughs> it's gonna be the Yankees. No, I'm, I'm just saying in general. I think all 29 teams in the in the major leagues are interested in Juan Soto. It's just, sure, a, sure. It's yeah. just a matter of what you're willing to give up and what you're what you can conceivably live with giving up. Yeah, and I think they just want they just want the world and teams are just not willing to give that up. But then again, I don't blame them because the way that Juan Soto's contract works out, they whoever ends up trading for him still have 2 years of contractual control over him. Yeah, but then it's, you got to pay him an arm and a leg. I know. It's not it's not like he's going to become a free agent after this season. Yeah. He's like he'll still be there by next season, but at some point you're gonna have to shell out a lot of money for him. Yeah, you get. And if fourteen four hundred million dollars was not the number, best believe, adding on an extra year and another twenty million is not gonna do it either. I don't know if it was the price point that was the issue. I think it was the contending for a championship. That too. That did not check the box for him. Right, right. It's almost the same thing that happened with Manny Machado. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that was the last time that a young, a young player wanted out of a team that was slowly. I mean, the Orioles were in a better spot when we had Manny Machado. Yeah, um, than the Nats are now with Juan Soto. Um, we weren't we weren't in dead last place like the Nationals are. Um, but that was the last time that you had a a young player who was about to hit free agency who said, you know what, I'm gonna go contend. Yeah. It's Nothing not all about money, but I want to win. I, exactly, I want to win this year. Which I don't. I mean, Orioles fans are pissed. I mean, I I, I love. I still like Manny Machado, so I was I, I was upset, but I wasn't pissed about the fact. But right, I mean, it it worked out for him. He ended up playing in the World Series, getting more exposure. Dodgers didn't win that year, but dude got paid afterwards. Yeah, so it all worked out for him for him in the end. And I think the same thing will work out for Juan Soto, and it's one of those things where. I don't. I I know the Nationals don't want to trade him. No, why would you? Uh, yeah, somebody, somebody as talented as that. There's a handful of players who are more talented than him in the league. So why would you want? Why would you want to trade that? But then again, when it's time for him to hit free agency, 
they had no shot, and they know that. It was the same thing with the Orioles and Manny Machado. Yeah. Like, we knew we had no chance with Manny. The Nationals know they had no chance with Juan. Yeah, he's going to go take less money elsewhere, but he's going to compete, mm-hmm. which is why I say I, if, if New York is out, if the Yankees um, are out on treating for him, I don't think he's going to go anywhere because New York could use a little bit of help in right field. Um, I mean, I know that they have Aaron Judge and they have Juan Carlos Stanton, um, but they could, I mean, they have Joey Gallo too, but Joey Gallo is playing an asshole this year. Yeah, he's playing um, He's He's been a bit of a bust for him. So adding Juan Soto to that outfield with those two other dudes that are hitting very, very well, um, I mean, one of them can play DH. One of them doesn't even have to field. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that option as well. I think, like to me, and and the Yankees have proven time and time again that they will, they'll spend the money. They don't give a shit. Yeah, like they're the, they're one of the richest teams in baseball. They'll spend the money to win games. It's right. What they did before the salary cap was a thing, and that's why they have so many fucking championships. Right? Is they just they paid more than everybody else? I mean, that was Steinbrenner's thing. Yeah. Buy championships. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Let's just let's let's just let's just, let's just buy them. Say something about it. Yeah. And it it it, it worked out for them. Um. So I mean, their number, I, their top prospect is Anthony Volpe. Okay. Um. <clears throat> who it's not likely, but he he conceivably could make his MLB appearance this year. I highly doubt it. He's a AAA right now. He'll probably end up making it next year. They also have Julio Rodriguez, who is a very, very hyped up prospect. Yeah. That's kind of fallen off the spectrum just a little bit. Don't get me wrong. He's still highly regarded. He is still listed as their second best prospect behind Oswaldo, uh, Oswald Peraza, um, who's their number two, and Anthony Volpe's their number one. Um, so giving up your top three prospects for a player who you may only have for two years, that's not that doesn't give you a whole lot to yeah, two and a half year lease. A whole lot of reassurance. Granted, they also do have two more prospects that are a little bit further down the list, a catcher and a left handed pitcher. I think he's a reliever. Um so the, I mean they do have prospects to play around with. Uh of course you'd have to go I think you'd have to go with Glaber Torres. Mm-hmm. Uh probably Nestor as well. Nasty Nestor, the dude with the mustache. Yeah. You probably have to give him up too, with, with prospects, and that's just that's just so much to get rid of. Yeah, for a two and a half year lease, right? When they can turn around and they can go get Andrew Benintendi, who's playing better than Juan Soto. Yep, for cheaper. Mm-hmm. The only thing the only thing with Benintendi is is that he's not vaccinated, so that'd be tough for him to get out to New York. Um, well, but that's lifted now in New York. It's not lifted in Toronto. Yeah. Which is which, which? Which is the big fear? Because the Yankees and I think the Mets both have enough games against Toronto for the rest of the season in Toronto, where it's hard for unvaccinated players to be traded out that way. Because there's a couple guys on the Royals who aren't vaccinated. Uh huh. Because when the Royals went and played in uh, Toronto, they only had like 15 players. Yeah, they they missed a shit ton. They were missing a lot of guys. Yeah. And it showed. I think they got rocked that series too. Well, when you have zero depth, right? You you you're probably going to, right? So I mean, it, like it it would be it would be tough for the Yankees to do a deal. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Look, Orioles have the prospects. <laughs> the Orioles do have the prospects, but I do not want us to give up. We would have to give up Mancini, probably Santander. Grayson Rodriguez. Yep. 
probably DL Hall. I think we keep DL Hall. We don't have given up Gunner Henderson for Gunner sure. Henderson, yeah. Uh huh. And then probably Kowser. Colt Kowser. Yeah, and then and then probably one or two more prospects, which is crazy to me. Maybe sacrifice DL Hall and give up Westberg, Kowser, and um, Henderson. I tell you what, you can have damn near every other prospect in the farm except for uh, DL Hall and Grayson Rodriguez and Gunner. Uh, we'll figure that out. Trust me. I, I I trust you, but if that's what it takes to get Juan Soto, we can give up Trey Mancini, Anthony Santander, Gunnar Henderson, and everybody else. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine. That's everybody I think he goes. Honestly. San Diego. Padres. Yeah. Okay. Because they have, they, have, they have their top two guys, J.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore. Okay. Mackenzie Gore was on a tear when he got up to the bigs early this season. He was in Cy Young contention uh-huh. for like the first two months he was up here. He's fallen off a little bit, but then again, I mean, it's hard to maintain it, maintain that kind of pace when as soon as you get up to the bigs. Um, so I think they have those two guys. They have more prospects waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, like they have the number twenty three prospect in all the baseball right now. Robert Hassell the third. He's an outfielder. He's currently at A plus ball, but he's projected be he's projected to be ready by two thousand twenty three. Um, so I mean, I mean, you have you have pieces to work with, and they also have Luis Camposano. Okay, who that would get that would give the that would give the uh, Nats an opportunity to move on for Kybert Ruiz, who who's their catcher, who they who they owe a little bit of money to still as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say they have one more guy somewhere. I don't know if it was James Wood or not. I saw a mock trade for it, um, but I just I, I can't remember exactly what it is. The only problem with San Diego is San Diego's all in. Yeah, they're win now mode. They're definitely in win now mode. They had the players to do it as well. Yeah, with Manny Tatis, um, Eric Hosmer's a good uh, good piece for him. They could even trade uh, Jake Cronworth as well. Yeah, Cronworth is is he's honestly leading the team in batting. Well, no, he's not leading the team in batting average. No, but Man- he is Man- Manny's leading the team in batting average. Yeah, three oh three. But Ma- Manny Machado may win an NL MVP. He might. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Cronworth is hitting two forty one, uh, three thirty five on base. But so 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 I mean if you if you include those people who are already at the bigs, this is where Patrick Corbin will come into play. The only thing with Patrick Corbin is, do you really want to take on a guy who started 19 games but hasn't even thrown 100 100 innings yet? It's very inefficient. It's very inefficient. He's pit, his ERA is 5.8. It's a, five, a 5.8 ERA. That's pretty bad. He has a negative 1.3 WAR. He's four and 12 on the year. So what that tells you is, out of the 19 games that he started, he's been credited with a decision in 16 of them. So when he loses those games, he's getting rocked enough to where he's responsible for the game. Think about that. Yeah, it's less than ideal. That's, that's for sure. Um, he was signed to a six-year, $140 million deal in 2019. He signed through 2024. Yeah, he's he's uh, started 19 games. He has six quality starts. Yeah, he's four and 12. Four, Jesus, 
what constitutes a quality start though? I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious. Yeah, I think I think it's the amount of innings that you go. Probably. But then I mean I mean I mean cra- crazy thing is is that when he got paid in 2018 he was 11 and 7 and he was 5th in Cy Young. The next year he went 14 and 7. They won the World Series. Yeah. And um he uh he was 11th in Cy Young. In those two years he ate up 400 innings. Since then, he's pitched in 65 in 2020. Granted, it was COVID. Okay. Last year, he pitched in 171. This year, he's done 99.2. So, a quality start <clears throat> is when a pitcher pitches at least six innings and allows three earned runs or fewer. So, in his 19 okay. starts, he's only went six innings and given up less than three runs. Six times. It's pathetic. I could do no better, but I'm also not in the MLB. So this year, Patrick Corbin leads the league in losses. 12 losses at the break is not good. No. Last year, he led all of Major League Baseball in losses. He's on, he's on pace to be the most losingest pitcher in the bigs over the last two years. I don't know if anybody's going to take that take that contract. But... Then again, if you take him on, you get Juan Soto. That's the whole thing. Does it really make it worth it? That's tough. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I do want to do like a little check-in. Um. On the MLB, like just kind of like a like a just general kind of update at where we were at oh, the break sure. and stuff like that. It's enough about Juan Soto and fucking bum ass Patrick Corbin who can't win a freaking baseball game to save his life. Um, let me pull up some uh, posi- let me pull up some stuff for you here, buddy boy. Hey, hey, so the Yankees are still leading the league as the best team in baseball at sixty four and thirty. Um, Dodgers are a game and a half behind them at sixty one and thirty. That that's that's um. Don't look now. That's about to change. I, you're probably right. Houston is making a run. Yeah, Houston is on, on the come up. They are 61-32, and 32, two and a half games behind the Yankees. And then the Mets are fourth in the league at 58-35. and, 35. and the, the Dodgers are on fire, too. Yeah, the Dodgers have won five straight. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10. Um, and if you want to talk about a team that's on fire, Seattle Mariners. Before, before we do get in Seattle, um, the Dodgers are another team. I know we just said enough about Juan Soto. The Dodgers are a team that are considered in the running for Juan Soto. Well, of course they are because they'll piss away all the money they have. They have the prospects and the players worth trading to do it. Don't don't that the Dodgers might be on top of the world right now. Right now, seven game series. I would take the Dodgers over the Yankees in the World Series right now, just because just because they're playing much better. Yeah, I mean they are playing better. You're right. Um, Can't argue that. Do not let them add Juan Soto. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. But anyway, yeah, Seattle, winners of fourteen straight heading into the break. 
They're the owner of the longest winning streak in the bigs right now. They're going for number 15 tonight. I don't know who they play, but I can tell you in a minute. Um, Who's this? Seattle. Play the Strohs. Yep. Mm. I think they're on a 14 or 15 game win streak. 14. Yeah. Yep, they're playing the Astros tonight. They're at home, so can they go for 15? I don't know. Speaking of Patrick Corbin, he, he's pitching tonight against the Diamondbacks, so maybe he uh, gets a good quality start in and uh, makes things a little bit better for him. Makes makes things a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, well, Arizona's <laughs> a bottom half team in the league, so. Uh, they're bottom third team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, are the, so are the Angels, weirdly enough. You know, sp- speaking of trades. Mike Trout. Uh, no. Oh. It's rumored that Shohei may be on the move. What? Shohei Otani, yeah. I know it sounds weird, but I would move Mike Trout before I move Shohei. Dollars, I mean, money-wise, you can't. I mean, Mike Trout signed that huge-ass deal. Yeah, 30 million years for $30 million. 30 million years. (laughs) Let's see. Mike Trout, how long is he still signed to? Um, he, he's still signed until two twenty thirty. Jesus, I was gonna guess like another five or six years, but it's a little bit longer than that. No, God bless. He just he signed his deal in two thousand nineteen. Twelve years, four hundred twenty six point five million dollars. Yeah, he's not being moved. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're gonna have to pay Shohei the entire city of Los Angeles to keep him. You know, the th- thing with Shohei Otani is I don't know if they'll be able to afford him. Because right now he's on a two-year. He signed this last year. He was eligible for arbitration in 2020. He's eligible for arbitration in 2023. That's when his contract expires. And he'll be a free agent in 2024. So, I mean... I will say this. If Shohei Otani gets traded, whatever Juan Soto gets traded for, think of that just times 10. I would be okay with trading a shit ton of pieces for Shohei Otani. So would I. Because this is the thing with Shohei Otani. He gives you you all the stats. He gives you everything with, with hitting. So last year alone, he had 46 dingers and 100 RBIs. He also was in Cy Young contention. He was also in contention for the Cy Young, and he's also in contention for the Cy Young again this year. He's 4-0. And AL MVP. And AL MVP. I don't know if he wins MVP or not, but... He's in contention. This this year alone, Shohei Otani's 9-4 with a 2.38 ERA. So, yes, Shohei Otani may be on the move because I don't see the Angels getting any, any better. What more what more can you want? You have the two best players in all of baseball. Yeah. Shohei and then Mike Trout. That's the order. Yeah, Shohei Otani is definitely the best player in baseball. It's not close. We've never seen anybody do what he does. Never. The closest thing is Babe Ruth, and I don't know that if I know anybody that was alive when he was playing baseball. At this point now, no, I don't think so. 
But see, this is the thing. Babe Ruth did not pitch as often as Shohei Otani did. Yeah, he wasn't doing them simultaneously. No. Like, Babe Ruth was one of the best pitchers, then got, like, then started the whole hitting thing. Started hitting while he was pitching. And then stopped stopped pitching. Stopped pitching and became one of the best hitters in baseball. Right. Right. So, I mean, he's, like, Babe Ruth is, is very dominant. But is not doing what Shohei Otani is doing. No, I mean, we've never seen anything of what Shohei Otani is doing. The dominance on both sides. Yeah, that's the th- that's the thing that should scare the hell out of people. Is it's not only that he's going to dominate you with, with his bat because when he when he gets going, you ain't stopping him. Yeah, this is this is the stuff you see from like little league baseballers. Literally, we talked about it. This is some shit you do in MLB the Show. Yeah. I saw Reno do this in Little League Baseball. Right. He, he threw harder than all but one other person that we played against, but that other kid had no control. I was, like, legitimately, I never feared for my life playing baseball, standing in the box, except for when I faced him. He's like Felix Batista. He is like Felix Batista. He threw the ball hard as hell. He might hit you in the head. He might throw it right down the middle. You had no fucking clue where the ball was going. And you were petrified. You just couldn't chop at it like it's a sword. You're not a sword. Don't chop at it. It's not a sword. You're not a sword. I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name the guy because you know it's it's no. not like that. Yeah. But yeah, there was one guy we played against um, that I, I was never like scared of a pitcher. Like, oh god, this is a good pitcher. Like, I'm scared to go against him. I was always very confident. I was scared to get hit by this guy because he couldn't. I had no clue where he was going to throw the ball. Uh, that's awesome. That's not awesome, but yeah, it was terrifying. But yeah, Reno would Reno. I mean, he pitched a complete game in our championship game when we were like eleven years old, and also went like three for three. <laughs> like, that's just, I mean, I mean, I mean, but literally, you can do that shit. That's what I'm saying. It's Shohei Otani is treating it like his little league with what he's doing. Right, Shohei Otani is literally doing it at the biggest level possible. Uh, yeah, he's playing the best talent in the world, and he's treating it like it's a little league. Right. That's the best player in baseball. Um, b- b- apparently the Brewers are now in on, are now in for. Uh, what's his tits? Soto. That's it. What? What? The Brewers. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Where in the world are they at? Oh, the, never mind. The Brewers. Uh, Brewer, I mean, they're 15-43. The Brewers traded for somebody. Never oh, mind. okay. Yeah. All right. That makes more sense. Yeah, ignore me. I thought they added somebody to, like, who they're willing to part with. Okay. Um. Uh, Let me run off a few stats here for us, and then we can go ahead and just keep it pushing with whatever, whatever we want to talk about next. I got you. Also, we didn't talk about it, but... Um, the MLB draft happened. Uh, number one overall pick to the Baltimore Orioles was Jackson Holiday, son of former MLB outfielder Matt Holiday. Yeah, who's a 15-year veteran in the MLB. So, um, big shoes to live up to. I have a lot of confidence. Uh, Jackson Holiday looks like a, like a really really smooth prospect. Um, he may get there's so with Jackson Holiday there's concerns about it for for you Orioles fans who probably don't keep up with this shit as as much as as much as we do, but um there's concerns concerns about his arm strength playing from short 
there is the possibility he he could get moved to second. That's fine. With that said, he's a, he's very very talented with the bat. So if you have a guy who comes over who's as talent who's that talent, it, it'd almost be like Dustin Pedroia. Yeah, like Dustin Pedroia was drafted as a shortstop. There was concerns about his arm strength. They moved him moved him to second base. You can make an argument that he's a top five offensive all offensive second baseman of all time. Yeah, Dustin Pedroia was one hell of a second baseman. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look into that, but but anyway, that's that's beside the point. Number two was Drew Jones. Son of former Braves outfielder Andrew Jones, um, he was widely considered the best prospect in the draft. Went number two, so I would I would have been happy if we took him as well. Yep, would not have been mad. Uh, the surprise to the top five was easily number at number three. The Texas Rangers take Kamar Rocker uh, from the Tri City Tri City Valley Cats. He was drafted last year by the Mets, number ten, failed a physical, took some time away from baseball. <coughs> Played professionally in the independent league. Looked really, really good. Yeah. Uh, all, all of his physicals got released to MLB teams. People were really, really confident with what was going on with him. He was considered to be a first-round pick, mm-hmm. but definitely not number three. So Yeah. And, I mean, that kind of leads me into what we should get into next. Is, <clears throat> for you, just scouting any player in general in any sport... Not necessarily baseball, not necessarily football, or or in the NBA. Yeah. What's more important, that player's floor or that player's ceiling? Because Kamar Rocker has the highest floor. Mm-hmm. He's 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 MLB ready. He's already played professional baseball to an extent. Exactly. Yeah. Like he's he's going to be the first one in the MLB of those of those top five picks. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, you got yeah, the other yes. two that are coming out of high school. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody in the top five besides Kamar Rocker was a high school player. Exactly. Was, was, a, was, a, was a prep player. So his floor is higher. But yeah. some of these other players might have a higher ceiling. So I ask you, if you were scouting a player in any <laughs> sport, what's more important? Floor or ceiling? So it's a good question. It really is. Um... I mean, we here on the Piping Home and Sports Lab, we've spent a lot of time talking about prospects. I mean, we I mean we we went very very much in depth with the NFL draft. Yep. We didn't go in as much depth with the NBA. Same thing with the MLB. Same thing with NHL. We just didn't we just didn't go into that much of um that much of depth. I mean, the like the NFL draft, what to look for, how to understand all the metrics, what it all translates to. That's much easier for you and I. Yeah. Just because we know the sport a lot better. You know baseball better than I do. Mm. I know hockey better than you do. Our basketball, we're pretty much on the same on on the same level as basketball. You know a little bit more about some things. I know a little bit more about other things. Sure. Um but football it's it it's it, easier for us to understand any anyway. Um, you know, it really depends on what you're looking for. Um so if I'm a scout for a team, it de- it depends on where my team is at. Take um Okay, take the Baltimore Orioles, for example. Okay. Okay. That's a team I'm scouting for the Orioles. I know. Okay. I don't have to find somebody who is going to need to be on the field tomorrow. Yeah, we're not looking for plug-and-play guys. No, exactly. So, so for me, he could be really, really raw. Like, like the rawest prospect I could find. But what I see he can do 
and if he if he tweaks A, B, and C, okay. If I could get him where I want to at a price where I want him, I'd be okay with not having him for two, three years. So you're looking more at ceiling here, looking more for ceiling, just because we don't need somebody that's plug and play. On the flip side, take a team like. The Mets. I was gonna, I was I was I was gonna go to a bit of a different sport. Take a team like God, uh, like the Lakers. Okay, like okay. the Lakers. Gotcha. The Lakers are a team that's in win now mode. I don't care what the guy can do for me in three, four years. I need him to produce now. So you're looking floor. So you're looking floor. It really depends. It really depends on what you're on what you're after. Me personally. I am so entertained with the thought of like sucking for like four or five straight years, stockpiling draft picks. Yeah. And then just and then just having them all come up at the same time and just rain hell on everybody. For six years. For six straight years. <laughs> like 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 that that is that is that is my that is the that okay okay. This 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 is this is about to be a really, really Questionable thing I'm about to say. That's what really gets my dick hard about the Orioles. <laughs> okay, honestly, that, honestly, it does because the Orioles ha- are loaded with all of these prospects. I mean, we have two of the top five prospects in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'll say that again. Forty percent of the top five players in baseball are on our system. Yep. That's insane. Yeah, that's 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 knocking futs. Okay, knocking futs. You got to watch out for that one. They'll yeah, that's that that's just that's just knocking futs. So 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 for me, I would personally take ceiling over anything else. Okay, because I mean I mean when you when you watch when you watch um especially with football. Yep. Uh, again, I we we know we I'd say we know, we know the most about it. Whenever, whenever we watch players in college, we, I, I can, I can see like, okay, you get him into the right situation. This running back will easily get you a thousand yards in rookie season. Mm-hmm. This wide receiver can easily get you eight hundred receiving yards and six touchdowns. Yep. This quarterback can easily get your team to the playoffs as long as he doesn't fuck up too much. Right. Let's take Kenny Pickett and uh, Malik Willis. Bingo. Exactly. In this so, past draft. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Kenny Pickett was definitely the most pro ready. Had the highest floor. We'll just say quarter. We'll, we'll we'll say we'll say the quarterbacks in general. I think Matt Corral has the highest floor. I agree. I still think Matt Corral was better. I I think Matt Corral has the highest floor, but Matt Corral also I think has the lowest ceiling. What I mean, what you're going to get out of Matt Corral now? Maybe Sam Howell. Yeah, I think Sam Howell has the lowest ceiling. Yeah, I mean, what you saw out of Sam Howell in college, he may get a smidgen better, not a whole lot. Um. But with Malik Willis, I mean, you saw all the promise in the world at Liberty, and you think to yourself, man, if we can just get him to play against top-level talent, mm, watch out. If it pans out. Yeah. It's a big F. Yeah, he has the lowest floor. He does have the lowest floor, but you know who else was a really big F when he came into the league as well? Lamar Jackson. Well, he was an if at quarterback because everybody thought he should play wide receiver. But, but, but again, I mean, I mean, I mean, with Lamar Jackson, I mean, the bigger if around him was um, was sustainability. 
I think everybody knew what he can bring to the table. Yeah, because we saw it at Louisville. But the th- but the thing was at Louisville is that nobody touched him. If you go, on nobody you- could. If you go on YouTube right now, I mean, the, the only time that somebody got close to Lamar Jackson is because they let him. He let him. That's the only time. So now going now going to the NFL, everybody's on the same level. Everybody's big. Everybody's fast. Everybody's strong. But he still does it to people. Exactly, and, and he still I, lets you get close, and then just shakes you out your shoes, and you look stupid. And, and it's funny. And that that was the, that was the big if with with Lamar coming in coming in into the NFL last year. It's the, it's the same thing with Malik Willis. I mean, Malik Willis hasn't made, he hasn't made a lot of plays from the pocket. He rolls out a lot. Does a lot of bootlegs. But when he's on the move. He throws a real good ball when he's rolling to his right. Yeah. He throws just as well rolling to his left. Yep. Um, when he needed to get out of pocket and get out of the pocket and go extend plays and go do things himself, he does it. Historically speaking, that doesn't always translate to the to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think his floor is um, late in the career, Cam Newton, and I think his ceiling was what Josh Allen did last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Malik Willis has to, has has the potential to be a generational type talent at quarterback, strong, fast quarterback. Yes. Yep. He he has all the physical tools to do it, but again, I mean, if if you need somebody who's gonna who's gonna win now, but also continue to get better, that's why Kenny Pickett went first. Yep. So then it, then it comes into a situation where do you want to find somebody who's got a little bit of a little bit of little bit of both? Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of. Uh... At the end of the runs, I think Kenny Pickett ha- ends up having um, a lesser of a career versus Matt Corral and um, Malik Willis. I'll just be honest. I think I think Matt Corral actually has a pretty decent career in the NFL. I think Desmond Ritter has the best has has the better career out of all the quarterbacks in the draft. I think he has the less the least pressure of all the quarterbacks in the draft. Right, right. I th- so obviously I think. M- my allegiance to Malik Willis is not is not that's not unquestioned. Yeah, you've been high on him since the jump. I, I've I've been very very high on Malik Willis since the start. So I've I've been a big big very big advocate for him. Mm-hmm. He's re- he's probably the only reason why I don't hate the Titans as much as I do anymore. No, I still hate them. I still do, but I I, I hate them a little less because of him. <laughs> how however however much sense that doesn't make, but I said it anyway. Um. So. Again, it, it it really depends on what you're looking for as a team. Yeah. If you're in win now mode, somebody floor. somebody with a higher floor is is, is what you want. Mm-hmm. If you can take some time, or if you're or if you're, if you're deep at the position that's in question. Yeah. Take the Ravens for example. They were able to get a guy who has a very very high ceiling, but also a very very high floor. Kyle Hamilton. Exactly. Same thing with Thibodeau. He has a very high floor, but he also has a very high ceiling. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, very high floor, not as high of a ceiling as Thibodeau. I think I think ultimately Thibodeau ends up being the best player in this draft. I don't think it's close. The like just the best player or best pass rusher player? Huh. Okay. Yeah, I I I genuinely don't think it's close. And honestly, I think Evan Neal's second. So I mean, the Giants got arguably the best two players in the draft. Yeah, I think Iki Aquanu ends up being the best one, the best lineman. It's one A one B for me. I think Icky Aquanu, yeah, he was just so good in college. So, so the only thing with Aquanu is, is that he played in the ACC. Evan Neal played in the SEC. SEC is a little bit more pro-ready than the ACC is. I agree. He also, he, it was also more, started more, Aquanu moved around a little bit. 
Or am I am I getting that confused? Uh, no. What? Icky was left tackle. That was it. It was Evan Neal who jumped around. Evan Neal. Evan Neal was a put, guard. Then yeah. he was a right tackle. Then he was a left tackle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Evan okay. Neal was someone you could plug and play pretty much anywhere but center on the offensive line. Yeah. Could you imagine lining up against him at center? Good lord. Your dollar offensive line had to be had to be at least seven foot, <laughs> that, right? That's the only. Uh, he might be the only guy that I would trust to maybe go one on one against Aaron Donald at nose tackle, just because he's so big. Like Aaron Donald would struggle a little bit. Like with him. if he was the center, yeah. Oh, dude, Trent Williams. <laughs> Trent Williams might be able to pick him up and throw him. I'd pay to see it happen. Trent Williams could probably pick up my house. Trent Williams is a house. Trent Williams is a big motherfucker, dude. I'm like, like he is. Did you a, see, he got 99 overall in Madden. Yeah, for the he is the first offensive lineman ever to be given. Yep. 99 overall to start the season. Yep. That's a big honor. He's a good left tackle. He's a great left tackle. He's Washington's a little upset. They didn't have a choice. He kind of forced the issue. Yeah, no, he did, but I'd say he's probably top five left tackle I've ever seen. That's fair. He may be the best left tackle I've ever seen. He's good. He's a damn good player. He's he's so big. He's so physical. And he's athletic, too. That's the scary part. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude could get up and move. Like, if you need him to get to the second level, like, like if you're... will do it. Dude, if you're like a 5'10 DB who weighs like 170 pounds soaking wet... Forget it. I'm just falling to the ground. <laughs> I'm gonna try to trip him, dude. He, he dude, he, he will send you into an, into another planet. He would send me into a coma by breaking my leg, dude. He, <laughs> <laughs> dude, he would hit you so hard you'd end up in the you'd end up in the upside down in Hawkins, in Hawkins, Indiana. How cool is that? That'd be really cool. Yeah, I would love that actually. You know the new season of uh, Stranger Things is not supposed to come out in 2025. That's tragic. I know. I have to wait for two, I have to wait for a whole two years just to figure out what the hell's gonna what the hell's gonna happen. Yeah, you hate to see that because you're you're a big Stranger Things. Guy. I am. I love that show so much. Did you watch it at all? Sarah did, didn't she? Uh, we we started to a little bit, you know. Did you watch season three at all? Uh, like the first three episodes. That shit's scary the first time you see it. Ah, uh, uh, you don't expect it. You don't expect it to be like that. I think Trent Williams is thirty four. I pray I look like Trent Williams when I'm 34. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can grow that tall. No, I don't. I think I'm done growing. I, like I'll just be satisfied with like a gorilla tattoo on my back. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> all yeah, right. I'm in for that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean that, that's that's really all I need now at this point. After that, I think I think I'll be okay. Maybe like the money that he got that he gets to play left tackle. I think I'd be happy with that too. Would you be happy with the money that Kyler Murray got paid to play quarterback? Dude, I'd be happy with the money that Kirby Smart got paid in order to in order to get paid. Kirby Smart hit a lick. Yeah, so he gets his peaches out in Georgia. Dude, so so Kirby Smart, uh fresh off a national championship win. Ten years, one hundred and twelve and a half million dollars to be the head coach at Georgia still. He is the most expensive head coach in college football. Deservedly so too. Yeah, I mean, he's a good coach. He makes more than Nick Saban on a salary level, but I can guarantee you that Nick Saban's making some money under the table that nobody knows about. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, also, also, also you, have, you have to keep in mind is that this is going to be the new norm yep. now in college, in college football. 
All it takes is just one. It, I mean, it's it's like it's like every position everywhere. All it takes is just one pioneer to do it. Yep. Patrick Mahomes did it in the NFL. Uh huh. Mike Trout did it. Yep. Alex Ovechkin did it. Although nobody's gotten the level to the near the extent of what Alex Ovechkin got when he when he signed his big deal uh-huh. in hockey. Um. Shit, John Wall. Yeah, he signed a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like John Wall was like the first per- one of the first few people to sign a two hundred million dollar deal. Uh huh. Um. So now Kirby Smart, the most most expensive head coach in college football history. Also, did not know if you know this. You know Kirby Smart was the first coach to lead his alma mater to a national championship win since the thirties. That's kind of sick, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. He is the first. He is the first head coach to go back to the school that he graduated from and win a national championship since 1936, I believe it was. That's sick. 19... I had to be like Notre Dame or some shit. AA football champion. I'm going to look it up now. Um, Minnesota. Interesting. Yep. Of all schools, I did not expect that one. Minnesota, yeah. Well, back to Kyler Murray getting paid. Yeah. Kyler Murray got a five-year extension worth $230.5 million. That does make him the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL on an annual salary basis. So he is set to make $46.1 million a year because of this extension. I think they overpaid a little bit. I was about to say the same thing. For from somewhat like paying that much for somebody who has not done anything, a little crazy to me. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe they're like, hey, we can see the future. Like, I, I'll say it. Arizona is a worse team without him. I think everybody knows that. It's yeah, yeah. That that that's that that's not close. They're a shit show without him. They were yeah. a shit show before him. They're gonna be a shit show without him. I I don't know. Maybe Trace makes sure leads him to a Super Bowl. I could see it. That's my guy. <laughs> um, shout out Penn State. Shout out Penn State. Sponsor us. Um. Obviously, the Cardinals are worse. Just a kid from Briarwood. I'm wearing number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you started singing a song. I love that though. They're worse without him. Yeah. Um, just Kyler Murray, rookie season, 2019. Played in 16 games. Completed 64.5% of his passes. Threw for 3,700 yards. 20 touchdowns. 12 picks. Right. Had a, uh, had a rating of 87.4. Not a QBR, but just a rating. Second season, you get a little of improvement. Right? 2020. Played in 16 games still. Played all season. Completed 67% of his passes. So we're seeing a little jump. He's getting better, right? 3,900 yards. A few yards short of, uh, of 4,000, which is a big milestone for a quarterback to throw for. You're like, all right, improvement there. Perfect. 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. All right, six more touchdowns, same amount of picks. Had a, uh, had a rating of 94. You're like, damn, all right, that's pretty good. Coming into next season. He's hurt for a few games, only plays 14, misses three games, still not hateful, completes 69% of his passes, so you're like, all right, we're getting better, we're doing all right. Mm-hmm. Has a little regression, I mean, he did miss three games, so 
Hinley threw for 3,700 yards, mm-hmm. 24 touchdowns, two less touchdowns, but once again, missed three games, and, uh, and 10 interceptions. You're like, all right, he's protecting the ball a little bit. Whoa, don't care about the time in Paris there. Computer, thank you, though. Has a rating of 100. So you're seeing some progress along the way, right? Like, he's getting, he's getting better, but he's only led you to one playoff appearance. Yeah. Which ended up losing, granted, to the Rams, who won the Super Bowl. So right. maybe I gave you a little bit of a pass. You, right. lo- you lost to the team that won the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. That's what it is. But he, he hasn't done, like, he hasn't done anything. I mean, I mean, with Kyler Murray, it's, it's, a, it's a case of it's not what you've done for me. It's what you're going to do. Do you think Kyler Murray gets them a championship, though? No. No. I, don't I mean, I, mean I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he does. I mean, the way that you see the Arizona Cardinals right now, yeah, this is, pro- this is probably going to be as good as they get. Because you got to think, you got, you got to think, DeAndre Hopkins is getting older. Okay. Yeah, he's not going to be around forever. No. At some point, you're going to have to pay Hollywood Brown if you want to keep him. And by at some point, it's going to be within the, the, the next, next season. season. Yeah. Before, before, next, before this offseason, because then he's a free agent. Yep. Is he? No. No, he's not. Next offseason, he is. Because Lamar is a free agent this season. This offseason. That's because we picked up his fifth-year option. Right. And Hollywood was a year after Lamar. Yeah, so Arizona they, has to decide if they're going to pick up his fifth year. Option. I think they did. Okay, I think they, I think they did. So they're good for two. Right, right. So at some point you're going to have to decide. Okay, do we want to pay? Do we do we want to pay Hollywood? As long as Kyler Murray's there, I think Marquise Brown is going to want to be there. Yeah. Um. So of course you're going to have to pay him. You have p- pieces on the defense you're going to need to pay. Mm-hmm. They, they already had to let Chandler Jones walk. Yep. Um. They're going to pay that uh that kid from Clemson, Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. They're gonna find a role for him first. They have him doing too much. It's like it's the same thing with um the cat from Michigan a few years back, Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers. Yep. Yeah, the Giants and Browns just had him doing too much. You got you got to find a role for him and leave him there. Yeah, and then and then and then you'll start to see more develop development out of him. But um, this is probably as good as the Cardinals get, if you ask me. They're not really going to do a whole lot in order to, in order to wow you here. They're, you're going to need Kyler Murray to do something transcendent in order to get you, get you to that next level. And unfortunately, I don't see that translating into team success because when shit hits the fan, I mean, what I've, what, what I've seen is, I mean, he has more rushing touchdowns over the last two seasons than Lamar Jackson does. And Lamar Jackson is labeled as a running back by a lot of people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um so, I mean, this guy he like like when shit really breaks down, he takes matters into his own hands. Uh-huh. Which kind of makes me think, okay, he doesn't have the most trust in his wide receivers outside of DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. But then again, the offensive line is not there. James Conner is not your long term answer at running back. No. DeAndre Hop again. DeAndre Hopkins is getting older. JJ Watt is not a difference maker on defense anymore. I hate to say it, but he's not. He's a solid player, but he's not a difference maker. No, I mean, they, I mean, outside of Buda Baker, they didn't re- they really don't have a difference maker on that defense. I think Cliff Kingsbury is very overrated as a coach. He's an offensive coordinator. I th- I think acting as a head coach right now. That's what he is. Yep. It also it, it works out that he's in a that he 
that he coaches a team that has the capability to score more than anybody else on any given Sunday. Yep. So it works out. I think the only thing that, I think the only thing that I think the only thing that is justifiably paid there, maybe a little underpaid, is probably Steve Kime, their GM. Yeah. I think he's probably the only thing that's really underpaid there. But regardless, what you see right now out of the Arizona Cardinals, I think that's as good as it gets. That's my opinion. I mean, I don't think Rondell Moore turns into something. He's going to be a good wide receiver. Yeah. There's no, there's no debating that, but I don't think he turns into anything like outstanding. Yeah, he's not a generational talent. No, no, I think I think I think we would have seen that last year. Yeah, if he was going to be, I think he's going to be a good wide receiver in the NFL for a while. Yeah, but I don't think he, he you're not he's not going to be a guy you can put on a team and say they're oh, better. Oh shit, it's Rondale Moore. I don't know that Rondale Moore makes any team in the NFL better. Oh no, he will for sure. If you put Rondale Moore on the Ravens, <laughs> we would have a lot more confidence. We're we're not worried about the Ravens wide receivers this year. No, no, they're not the focal point of the offense. No, they're not. Which fans know that too. Now you know. Under understand what the Ravens game plan is going into the season. Right. We're not. We're not. We're not talking about the Ravens right now, though. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think they overpaid for Kyler Murray for sure. Not as much as the Browns overpaid for Deshaun Watson. No. Um. If it, I mean, if it, if anything, it kind it kind of gives us more of a baseline of what we think of what we know Lamar Jackson is going to get to. Lamar Jackson is going to be in that realm. He's going to get forty seven to forty eight million dollars a year. Lamar will get more than that. I think Lamar Jackson is five million dollars more, five million dollars more a year better than Kyler Murray. I agree, but I also don't think Kyler Murray is worth forty six million dollars a year. That's a good point. Like you're telling me, Kyler Murray is he's worth more than Josh Allen. That's a good point. He's worth more than Patrick Mahomes. He's worth more than Matt Stafford. He's worth more than Derek Carr. No, I, I mean, I, I get your point. I do. I mean, I mean, you and I are thinking on the same wavelength. Yes, but I he, like Kyler. He played for OU. I, I, I'm cheering for him. Right. I'm rooting for the guy. But now he was drastically overpaid. He was drastically overpaid. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that really just leaves the market. The only quarterback that we're waiting on a deal for is Lamar. Is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, and, um, I know that he had talked before about he was, um, someone asked him in an interview, they were like, hey, do you think, uh, are you guys getting into talks and, and, or do you hope to have a deal done before, uh, before camp starts? He said he hoped so. He said they're talking. So there's definitely talks about it. Of course, there was all the fuss on the internet about him, um, changing his Twitter headline picture to, I need money or something like that. Yeah. It was the, the grills that said, I need money on it. Right. I somehow picked up on the fact that it was also his Instagram profile picture. Um, I was like on Instagram one day and uh, I had his story like little bubble up in the top of the screen there. And it was just a just a blank picture like the like default gray background, white silhouette. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, OK, is it now loading? So I like refreshed it. Didn't load. Took to Twitter. It was gone, too. And it was just the plain blue background. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, okay. The Ravens and Lamar are legitimately talking about contracts now. Yeah. Like, he took it down. He took that shit down. They're probably like, hey, let's get started, but let's start here. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it, but let's start here. Take it down. Let's get after it. Right. And, I mean, the whole thing with Lamar Jackson is it was never a question of, 
oh, are the Ravens going to be willing to pay him? Uh, yeah, by God. Be- be- yeah. Best believe the Ravens are going are, are willing to give the world to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's the second most winning quarterback in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. Right. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, Lamar Jackson has not signed a contract yet. Yeah, you want to talk about you want to talk about a team worse off without their quarterback. We're talking about Arizona being worse off with Kyler Murray. The Ravens are worse off with Lamar, without Lamar Jackson. We saw it when he was injured at the end of the season, and we lost every game. And we lost every game. Granted, Tyler Huntley, who poor guy was an undrafted free agent who had to step into this role against, honestly, some pretty good fucking teams. Yeah, yeah, Steelers, the, pa- the Steelers twice, Packers once, Steelers, Packers, Rams, Packers, Rams. Yeah, yeah. just think about that. Bengals twice, or no? No. Browns twice. I don't remember who. I I remember yeah, the big reg- games. Regardless, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing, no shade against Tyler Huntley. Mm-hmm. He played as well as he was going to play in those games, and he gave us a chance to win in, every, in almost every single it, game. It, every, every game we had, a chance, we had a chance to win. And maybe with a little more reps and some more practice, some more game time and everything like that, maybe Tyler Huntley actually turns out to a pretty damn good quarterback. Honestly, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a guy that says, oh, this is the whole reason why we lost. But, dude, if, if, if the Ravens weren't hurt as much as they were last season, best believe we would have been playing in the playoffs. You give me Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins. Everybody else, if they were still injured, you give me those two people – I think we end up as the number one seed in the AFC. You can give me Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. Yeah, you can give me you can give me Lamar Jackson and Ronnie Stanley. You can give me Ronnie Stanley and J.K. Dobbins. You can give you can give us dude. You could just give us, um, Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey back. Yeah. Give us L.J. Fort. <laughs> we were we were, we were so dude. Give us fucking Justice Hill. We were so decimated by injuries last last season that if we had one or two two different people, yeah, we'd be playing in the playoffs. Not saying we'd be making noise, but we'd be playing in the playoffs. So, yeah, it would have been uh, it would have been fun for uh, for sure. Yeah, but 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 just know Lamar Lamar's going to sign his contract. Yeah, it, it it probably won't be until if it comes in the off season. I think it'll be maybe a week before the season starts. Yeah, well, the, he reports. Well, he's he's been to the facilities so far. Yep. But uh, all the entire team starts practice next Tuesday. Yeah, that's the first day of training camp. So we got we got a few days. Um, we could hear some in the media in the next couple of days about uh, some rumors and stuff like that. But um, I mean, for people who for people who really think that Lamar Jackson is not going to sign a contract, if he was that fed up with the Ravens and not trying to get a deal uh-huh. worked out, he wouldn't be showing up. Right. He would hold out. He would say, screw it. I'm not showing up until you give me a deal. No. The reason why there is no deal is because Lamar hasn't felt like negotiating yet. Yeah. And it's not like the Ravens are giving him a disrespectful like, no. offer. Yeah. I'm like, hey, we'll give you $35 million. It's like, well, that's kind of hurtful. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that's, 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 like, that's like Joe Flacco money when we signed him to a $120 million, $120 million deal. Just you know, Ravens, you guys can give me $35 million. I'm fine with that. Dude, you could give, you could give me $3.5 million. That's what I was going to say. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> and while we're talking about quarterbacks, I'm um, getting contracts and stuff like that. Uh, Deshaun Watson got just the most absurd contract in NFL history. Um, getting fully guaranteed money without fully guaranteeing that he's going to play this season. And with no full guarantees that he can keep his hands to himself. I said it. Yeah. Well, we know that. Um, so as we all know, he has been, um, 
in talks with the NFL, um, the commissioner, and the Players Association, and it eventually their ruling had to go to arbitration, which um, an outside judge um, sits in and they review. She reviews everything and gives her ruling on what she feels is a fair punishment and a fair suspension for Deshaun Watson, given all of the allegations. Now. It has uh, come out that the NFL is leaning towards Deshaun Watson getting suspended for the entire season. Yeah. Well, in, uh, in a rebuttal to that, uh, Deshaun Watson in his camp and the NFL Players Association have threatened and are willing to sue the NFL if it comes to that. Yeah. If they give him the full year suspension, they're willing to sue the NFL. Yep. So I think that's absolutely wild. Uh, Deshaun Watson has agreed um, on a settlement for 20 of his 24 civil cases. Um, the Texan, Texans have reached a settlement with 30 women. Um with you know their claims claims and stuff like that and like i said the nfl players association is uh and deshaun watson's camp are willing to sue the nfl if he gets suspended for an entire season that's just nuts i think that's just insane yeah that's just like that that just blows my mind like like you know you did something wrong like why are you like just just accept your fucking punishment yeah moron he's so dumb dude I'm not a fan of his at all. No. Completely, completely lost me. Yeah. Completely lost me. Like, stop making this about you. Oh, you won't let me play, so I'm going to sue. Motherfucker, you broke the law. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, he settled. He broke the law. That's not an admission of guilt. Well, that's close enough. <laughs> Let's switch to a more yeah. happy thing. Yeah. Let's talk about some Madden. What's up? Well, we got, we got, uh, we both got some PS fives. Yeah. So we're gonna kick off this league. Okay. We're gonna flip two shit teams into being not shit teams. Okay. So let's let's uh let's take a look at some rules here. So I think we previously agreed is what was it? It was. Either the team had to be below 500 or not make the playoffs. Which one was it? What would you like? Miss the playoffs or below 500? Uh, well, our other stipulation, not having a top 10 quarterback, also takes out two teams as well. Yes, but I was just going to go through one by one, put some rules down so we have them concrete in writing. Uh, let's, just, let's just say miss the playoffs. Miss the playoffs, okay. Yeah. Not a top 10 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's establish. We'll do that. We'll do, we'll do that one off camera. Okay. And then we're in the oh, off camera. Off, 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 off mic. We got a camera? Where? It's on my ass. That's hot. Okay. So miss the playoffs. Doesn't have a top 10 quarterback. I don't know. That's all I can come up with. <laughs> Um, what difficulty would you want to play on? Oh, I don't know what we did all pro, all pro. 
Okay. Yeah, that's what or 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 pro. I don't fucking know. I think I like all pro better. Yeah, I do too. I, AI smarter. Right, ARs are a little bit smarter, and it's actually like a <laughs> yeah. challenge. Yeah, they, they actually don't do dumb shit. It's not like pro where Saquon bounces off six tackles and right, butt fucks his receiver into the end zone because <laughs> he won't get out of the way. That's I'm so disappointed. You just said butt fucks his way into the end zone. You just said that the Orioles make your wiener hard. Ah, false. I said my dick. <laughs> I even censored that. Get it right there, buddy boy. No. Okay. Um. Okay, so we got missed the playoffs, not a top 10 quarterback, all pro difficulty. You're eating your mic. That's hot. Um, <laughs> any other stipulations? Um, like salary cap is on. Salary cap on one. Okay. Um, no fantasy draft. Okay. Um, I mean, just I mean, like, like, like realistic shit, like no forced trades, no forced trades, okay, yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing like that. Just make it, just make it realistic. Um, all trades have to be agreed upon. Like, if you go to make a trade, I have to agree. I like that. If I if I make a trade, you have to agree. I like that. Yeah. That way, it's like. I can't. I. I. I can't. I can't just go around just flipping one player for another. Right. Like. 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 Start. Like. Start with Christian Kirk and flip my way up to Devontae Adams. Right. Yeah. It's not like I'm like I start at the Giants and I'm like, hey, I'll give you Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley for Lamar Jackson. Right. Number one, the Ravens would never do that. And a first round pick, and they're like, ah, you know what? I'm in. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, they would never do it because they're no. loaded. But right. Um. Or like try to trade the Texans to get like Brandon Cooks and I'm right. like right I'm like hey I'll give you a Sterling Shepard and a six round pick and they're like ah I'm in right that actually might not be an unreasonable trade I don't think it is I actually don't think it is I don't think it's an unreasonable trade but maybe, Brandon Cooks is a maybe, good receiver maybe like a fourth yeah maybe like maybe bumped it up to a fourth but yeah maybe um but yeah you know what I mean like just nothing crazy like that gets accepted in Matt and that like would just never get accepted elsewhere right Right, and I mean with um, especially with the new uh, with the new way that free agency is done in Madden. Yeah. Um, where you have you're only allowed to negotiate with so many people the first wave, so many people the second wave, and then as many as you want the third wave. Yeah. It makes it so I can't just dump every contract, sign every good free agent I want, <laughs> and then just run amok. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I I like that like in free agency we can do whatever we want, but upon like upon like um. Like trading mid season stuff like that. I I like the idea of us being like, Hey, I'm gonna make this trade. So if we're gonna do this for a prolonged period of time, which it sounds like we're we're planning on doing, you have to keep, we're we're I'm instituting the fucking step in rule. Okay. Can't trade back to back first round picks. This is the this is the Los Angeles Rams rule. No. You can't you can't just unload every first round pick for the next thirty years and just trade for all the good players. But you can do every other. Yes, you can, you can trade you can trade a first round pick in every other year. Okay, I'm I'm fine with that. The only time you're allowed to trade that first round pick is say if you're in the draft and you want to trade it to move up, trade it to move back to acquire more picks. Okay, that would be the only stipulation. Okay, like a draft day trade. Yeah, but I can't give like uh, I can't give the Texans two first round picks or whatever. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Okay, you could not give them consecutive first round picks. Okay. 
So then you have to deny any trade that offers that as well. More or less, yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm fine with that. Of course, it's always uh, of course it's always subject to approval as well. If I'm if I make a case for you once, then you make a case for me once, and then it's back to even. Okay. We'll see. We'll we'll cross that well, bridge when we get there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, b- the AI, bef- the before, AI might not even do that. Before we go ahead and do this, we're going to do a dry run. Yeah. And see where it takes us. What takes us as well. I would like to do this for a minimum of two seasons. It's fine. I have no problem doing that. Two or three seasons. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I know. I have no quarrels with that. I know. Uh, what, what is there any other rules that we should do? Injuries on one, of course. Okay. Um. Hmm. I don't even know. Yeah. I think it's it. I think it's all the rules. I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't really think I mean, we need anything else. Yeah, I, mean, I was can, like really trying to think there. We can we can think of it more. We re- I mean we really don't have to do anything. That's the base. Yeah. Um. So with this Madden um league, Poppy and I have also come up with the idea of starting a YouTube channel and posting um what we do on the YouTube channel. So that is playing our games. Um, that is the off-season moves that we make. Um, some of the trades and stuff like that, and just kind of talking through, um, talking through what we're doing, why we're doing it, stuff like that. So I, I like I said, I like the idea of it. Um, starting a YouTube channel, putting the games up on YouTube, and uh, letting everybody see who's a baller. What we do, why we do it, or or how shit we are at Madden. I'm not shit at Madden. <laughs> I also had the idea, and it's completely optional, because I don't know how many people we know that have PlayStations, uh, but possibly doing a public league. PlayStation 5s. Yeah. Well, I think they could still get away with PlayStation 4, but I don't know. And none of that, none of that little red shit anymore. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> we would still be fine as know, in PlayStation with our PlayStation fives. But uh, like doing like a public league, like people joining in, um, owning and operating um, a franchise as well. Maybe doing a franchise or um, a fantasy draft with that one. Are you good over there? Yeah. Okay. You just were gnawing on your mic too much. You messed up the padding. And there you go again. Um, maybe doing a fantasy draft for that one for a public league. If we get a decent response and people actually want to do it. Yep. Maybe we could do that for ourselves as well. Like eventually, eventually maybe we do a fantasy draft and we, uh, we record and post that on, on YouTube as well. Works for me. I think it'd be fun. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we, uh, we had that in mind and then we'll just, uh, <laughs> we'll bounce over to the NBA here. Um, cause that was all I had for, for the NFL. So I saw something on, um, on Instagram mm. and it was a mock trade between three teams in the NBA. Mm. 
Easy. <laughs> Try to catch a peek, perv. <laughs> well, you know, they're just playing with your crotch. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do about it. Don't put it out there like that. Just don't look. No, I'm going to. Don't be weird. Don't make it weird. Pervert. <laughs> so in this trade, fucking creep. The Charlotte Hornets receive Russell Westbrook, Nikola Vucevic, and Kobe White. So it tells you who's involved in this trade. Chicago Bulls receive Anthony Davis, PJ Washington, Taylor Horton Tucker, Mason Plumley, and two future first round picks. The Lakers receive DeMar DeRozan, Gordon Hayward, and Terry Rozier. No. On which part? The Lakers. Why? So, look, DeMar DeRozan may have had a good year last year, but I don't know if he repeats that. Okay. To the extent that he does. Terry Rozier is a good defensive guard. That's about it. That's about it. It's about I agree. It. Um, and Gordon Hayward is so overpaid that I don't think anybody in their right mind wants him. If you can manage to get Nikola Vucevic and have him play the Lakers, then maybe we're talking. Well, the problem is, is Charlotte, Charlotte's got to get something of decency back. Demar. Huh. Demar, I hear it. The less I like it. Demar, I hear it. Demar. I hate it. <laughs> What's your name? Demar. Demar. Demar, I hear it. The less I like it. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know. I saw it. I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. It's not the most hateful trade I've ever seen in my life. That's far from it. It's definitely far from the most hateful trade I've ever seen in my life. I did see another trade. Um, it was, it's been tabled since, but the uh, Lakers would deal Russell Westbrook to the Pacers in exchange for Miles Turner and uh, Buddy Heald. Okay. It got tabled because the Lakers are not willing to give up multiple first-round picks. I'd imagine it probably has to do something with... Uh, Maybe Austin Reeves as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, after a report came out that said, okay, well, they're committed to each other. LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook. They had a phone call. The three of them said, we're in this. Okay. In this together. <clears throat> a few days later, he's almost traded to Indiana. <laughs> Indiana just can't catch a break. I think Indiana would like to have Russell Westbrook there a lot because I think he would end up selling season tickets. Yeah. And then Buddy Heald and Miles Turner on the Lakers say no more. Helps them out drastically. Uh, yeah. You don't have to rely on Anthony Davis to be your defensive defensive anchor yeah. anymore. You don't have to rely on people you don't trust to shoot the ball. Yeah. So that's a trade I would like to see happen. I would like to see it happen too, but I mean, the Lakers got to be able to, they got to be willing to give up something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can't just give away pieces, like a, a few pieces that you want to give away and get all these pieces you want back and not expect to have to give up some shit that you don't want to give up. Right. It's going to happen. You have to. Yeah, it's it, it, it's inevitable. You just, you're you're going to have to. Yeah, not a question. Yeah. And then the only other thing in the NBA is, um, 
Ending on something dark. Ending on something dark, and then we'll get back into something a little bit more dark. Um, <laughs> stupid. That's what it is. It is stupid. Um, restricted free agent Miles Bridges, as we had said earlier, um, was facing. Um, he was in the news for some pretty bad things. We weren't. Um, we didn't dive into too many details about it. It has now been. Um, he has been formally charged. Um, with three felony. Domestic violence charges. Yep. He has since pleaded not guilty to them. Um, and we're waiting on, um, he's going to have obviously some court dates and stuff like that. His initial arraignment is when he pleaded not guilty. So, um, it looks like his case will be, um, continued August 19th. Um, so we'll, we'll get more information when that comes in a few weeks. Um, but yeah, as of right now, it's not looking great for Miles Bridges as he does have um, a few felony charges yeah. against him there. So yeah. not looking great. Nope, not looking good at all. Um, some breaking news out of baseball. Uh, the New York Mets have agreed to acquire Daniel Vogelbeck in exchange for right-handed reliever Colin Holderman. I don't know who either of those are. Daniel Vogelbeck, he's going to end up being the DH for uh, for the Mets, coming over from, from the Pirates. Okay. Um, I just kind of wanted to scare you a little bit. Yeah, because I saw some rumors about Trey Manzini potentially being traded to the Mets for a pitcher. Um, I don't know. Trey Manzini's going to be dealt. Yeah, I know. Not, we, not overly we, happy. We're not going to be able to afford him when he goes to... Um, free agency. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the last thing we have with the docket here, um, I put it under the laughable moments. I don't know that it's really funny. I didn't know where else to put it. It's laughable in the fact that it's just so stupid. Devin Allen, who is this year's fastest man in the world, was disqualified from a race because his reaction time was too good. So they have an allowable reaction time, and it is a tenth of a second. Mm -hmm. Devin Allen's reaction time, so just to paint a little picture, the the allowable reaction time is 0.100 seconds. Devin Allen's reaction time was 0.099 seconds. Which means his reaction time was one one thousandth of a second fast. It's literally not visible by the naked eye. Meaning he he took off out of the starting gate immediately after the gun was fired. Yes, that's what that that's what that means. Yes, and the the cameras they have there picked it up and said he was disqualified because he started too early. One one thousandth of a second fast. Like it's not. It, I would say it's not my fault that I'm better than everybody else. Technically, he did break the rules. Right. As 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 stupid as it is, I mean, he did break the rules. But but it's insane. It's just crazy. How can you disqualify somebody f- for getting a better jump than somebody else? It's like so. If he jumped before the gunshot. And it was a complete false start. Then yeah, okay, disqualify him. Sure, right. Right. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Don't penalize him because he got a better jump than everybody else. No, what? That's just that's just 
That's stupid. Yeah, it's so dumb, dude. They said he was the fa- he's the f- this year's fastest guy on the earth, and he gets penalized and um, disqualified for simply having a reaction time one one thousandth of a second better than the allowable um, the allowable reaction time. I think yeah. it's so dumb. That's almost like that's almost like timing it up exactly to when the gun gets fired. Yeah, yeah. Like, isn't that crazy to think about? He's just got a good he, like. He's he just knows when it's gonna be shot. Yeah, he was just quick with it. It's that's that's like that's like an instinct. Yeah, can't penalize him for that. That's so stupid. No. That's so stupid. Yeah, dumb as fuck. Well, God bless, brother. We blew through this episode. No, we we forgot something. Did we? Schedule predictions in the NFL. Oh, son of a bitch. We did. Oh, oh man, I was about to sign us out. Um, Woo! That has to be a quick one. A lot of this has already been decided. All right, but still. I think. I'll have to go back and look at some of these. Um, well, we're going to go and do the Tennessee Titans and the Atlanta Falcons this week. Okay. Kind of give us some good and some bad. Um, so the Titans, we have them beating the Giants in week one. Uh, we have them losing to Buffalo in week two, heading into a week three matchup against the Vegas Raiders at home. I think they lose this one. I was about to say the same thing, yeah. Um, did I say they lose to Buffalo? Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. Um, heading into a week four matchup, we have the Tennessee Titans losing to the Indianapolis Colts here. Heading into week five, they're at Washington and they win. Okay. Week number six is the bye week. Week number seven, they play the tight. They play the Colts again and they beat the Colts this time. Heading into a week eight matchup against the Houston Texans. Win. Yeah. That one's not close. No. That was an easy one. Yeah. Um, okay. Heading into week number nine, they're going to be at the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they lose this one as well. I agree. Yeah. Heading into a week 10 matchup at home against the Denver Broncos. I think they'll lose. Yeah, I think they end up losing this yeah. one too. Um, This one has already been decided. I got to. See what we said for this one. This one is Green Bay. They win against Green Bay. Okay. So they win at 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 Lambeau. Okay. Heading into week twelve, they beat Cincinnati. Week thirteen, they win at Philadelphia. Week fourteen, they lose to Jacksonville at home. Heading into a week fifteen matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers in Los Angeles. They lose this one too. I would agree. I'm high on the Chargers this year. So am I. And then heading into a week 16 matchup against the Houston Texans at home. They win this one as well. Okay. Mm, Things are looking good for Houston this year. Yeah. They really fucking are. Um, and then to th- and then to round things out for Tennessee, they have a game games against Dallas at home and then Jacksonville on the road. We have them winning both of those games. To go a whopping one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and seven. With the Tennessee Titans. Okay. I don't think that's. Which, if the season ended today, if the season ended, actually, we have the Tennessee Titans winning that division. Really? We do. By, wow. a, by a game over Indianapolis. Wow. I would I would say it would depend on what the Houston Texans do, but we have not finished the Houston Texans schedule. Right now, we have them. We have one, two, three, four, five. 
We really have six. We have five games left for the Texans. I think we have less because we've already decided Chicago. We've already decided Cleveland. Oh God. I gotta check these real quick. Good Lord, I pray we don't have any Chicago. I pray we don't have any Texans fans here. <laughs> I genuinely. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> okay. Do we have them going like two and fifteen? We have so far remaining games for the for Houston are games at Denver, against Los Angeles, at Las Vegas, and at home for Kansas City. Oof! I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not going to go too far into it. I think we could chalk a lot of those up to losses now. I think we could chalk every single one of them up to losses. Do you know what that schedule turns out to be? Two and fifteen. Oh, and seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to double check it just to make sure. But we have the Houston Texans going oh and seventeen, not winning a single game. Are you serious? Not one, dude. Wow, not a single game. In Davis Mills, we don't trust. So the way it sits right now, the Houston Texans are going to be drafted number one overall. I'm not joking. Hey. Lost, lost to Indianapolis. Lost at Denver. Lost at Chicago. Lost to the Chargers. Lost at Jacksonville. Lost at Las Vegas. Tennessee. Philadelphia. At the Giants. Washington. At Miami. Cleveland. At Dallas. Kansas City. At Tennessee. Jacksonville. At Indianapolis. <laughs> Losses. Hey. All of them. Hey, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young might help you out. Uh, probably Bryce Young. It's gonna be one of those two. Then one of those two are going number one overall. Yeah. Um, Cleveland. We have them beating Atlanta here. So we'll go ahead and do Atlanta now. Oh my God, dude! I'm so sorry, Houston. No, we're not. I'm really not. Um, Cincinnati beats Atlanta. Give me a second. I gotta clean this up. God, dude, I'm getting sleepy. I've been up, I've been up all morning. Gooby dooby doo. Where, Where are you? you? We got somewhere in there now. Okay. We had a nice little singing session before the, before we the did. episode started. We did, yeah, it was pretty good. I can't wait to go back and hear it. I know. Okay, so heading into heading into games against Atlanta. Week one, they start off at home against New Orleans. We have them losing. Yeah. Heading into a week two matchup at the Rams. They're going to lose. Yeah. And then they'll follow that up with a week three matchup at Seattle. They're going to win this one. I think they do. I think, they'll, I think they will pull that one out. I think they're going to win this one. Unless maybe Seattle finesses to get Jimmy Garoppolo, who the San Francisco 49ers did. Yeah. Greenlighted trade him to go seek a trade for. Greenlighted him to seek trades. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, maybe <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay. So now they are week number four, uh, at home for Cleveland. We have them losing heading into a week five matchup at Tampa Bay loss. Okay. I agree. Honestly, we're going to be able to finish Tampa Bay here too. All right. So we're just going to finish up the South. There. Yeah. Might as well. Um, heading into a week six matchup against San Francisco loss. Uh, week seven at Cincinnati, they lose. Week eight at Car- at home for Carolina, they lose. Heading into a week nine matchup against the Chargers, also a loss. Yeah. 
Follow that up with a Week 10 matchup at Carolina. We have them winning. Um, Chicago, after that, we have them losing to. At Washington, they lose. At home for Pittsburgh, they lose. They go on a bye in Week 14. Then they get a trip to New Orleans, which we have them losing that. Man, Atlanta's down bad too. Um, heading into a Week 16 matchup against the Ravens, which we have them losing. Yep. Week 17 against Arizona at home. L. Okay. I was saying, I think Desmond Ritter might pull it out of his ass. I think at this point it would be Desmond Ritter. The season's going so bad, I think they would just throw him in to give him game experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they know what they're going to do. Yeah, no way. And then um, <clears throat> last game of the season, they're at Tampa Bay. Loss. Or at home for Tampa Bay. They're still loss. Yeah. Yep, I don't disagree there. That. So, you thought Houston was 2-15. and Nah. Atlanta. Atlanta's 2-15. Hey, well, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? Whoever Houston doesn't take it, number one, you guys can get it too. Have a day. Have a fucking day. All right, give me one second. We'll go ahead and finish this up. Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. How did that one pan out? Tampa Bay won that one. I really should have just done this as I went, but whatever. Fuck it. At Cleveland. I left you in charge of this, so I don't know what's going on over there. I know. It's just like, it's like games with different pages. I just didn't clear them all or didn't like acknowledge like what the result was. They lose to Pittsburgh or they beat Pittsburgh. I think they beat Green Bay too. Yeah, they beat Green Bay. Okay, now it is time for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Week one, we have them winning at Dallas. Week two, we have them losing at New Orleans. Week three, we have them winning against Green Bay. Heading into a week four matchup against Kansas City. Tampa Bay and Kansas City. This, this is going to be, be a good one. This will be a Super Bowl rematch. This is going to be a good one. Um, I think Tampa Bay will pick it up. They're at home. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay probably picks this one up. And that's still a vicious pass rush. I mean, also what happened to Patrick Mahomes the last time these two teams played. That's fair. It's a different offensive line, though, so we'll see. It's very true. Um, week five at Adel- against Atlanta, we have them winning. Week six, week six at, six at Pittsburgh, we have them winning. Week seven at Carolina, we have them winning. Week nine against Baltimore. Week nine? Sounds right. Week eight at Baltimore, we have them winning. Okay. Week nine is a game rematch of the NFC Divisional Round at home against the Rams. They lose this one. Yeah, I would agree. Heading into the first ever game in Germany against Seattle. They win. I'm glad we are on the same page. Although Seattle might actually be closer if they just fly over the Pacific instead of uh I think they it would they would travel further to travel over the Pacific. I don't I don't think people realize how big the Pacific Ocean is. I mean it's huge, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like it might actually be closer. You have to risk flying past the Ukraine and getting shot down by Russia. Everything's a risk. <laughs> Good point. Uh, week number 11, they're on bye. Heading into a week 12 matchup at Cleveland. We have them winning. 
week 13, we have them. We have Tom Brady finally getting his first win against New Orleans as, as a Buccaneer. Uh, heading into week 14, they're at San Francisco. I think San Francisco's defense wins them this game. Okay, I like that. Uh, week 15, they play Cincinnati and they win. Week 16, they play the Arizona Cardinals. I think this ultimately turns into a shootout. I think the Cardinals are a little bit better equipped to win a shootout than they are. And I think the Cardinals are more equipped to win a shootout. Yeah. Uh, week 17, they're at home for Carolina. And then week 18, they're at home for Atlanta. We have them winning both of those games. Yep. And we have them going a whopping 13-4. and four. Okay. I see nothing wrong with that. Nor do I. So, the way things sit right now, your NFC South Division champion is going to be the Tennessee Titans, and your AFC South Division champion is the I was going to say, flip-flop that. Yeah. And your NFC South Division champion is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To recap as well, we have the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East, and we have Philadelphia winning via tiebreaker for the NFC East. We have Baltimore winning the AFC North and Minnesota winning the NFC North. Yep. All we have left is, is the West. And I think a lot of this is actually going to be able to, I'm going to be able to decide here after, after after the episode. So we're really not going to have a whole lot to talk about here soon coming up. Yeah. If anything, we may be able to run through the entire West next week. Okay. Because it's going to be that little of games to pick now. Yeah, maybe we do two from each. Yeah, I, I, I'll still have to see to see how many games are still up to be decided, and then we'll just take it from there. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we got. All right. Now we can get the hell on out of here. Yeah, I have a drive to uh, Abingdon in front of me. Jesus. Yeah, it's about an hour away. Sheesh. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Every time. Every time. So let's get the hell on out of here. Uh, Let's clean some stuff up. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you.